call a doctor. When your pipes break, you call a plumber. And when you're ready to win, you keep it right here. For sports gaming strategies and information, experts, it's a thing. The home of the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. We are in the KSHP studios here in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, our second hour on the network. And between shows, Stevie just like throws like an anvil on me. You jinx me. My bag hurts. I'm like, what are you talking about? What, 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 did, I, what did I do? I told you the other day when you, you brought it up on air how your back was grabbing on you uh, at the end of last week, yeah, right? Thankfully, went away. And, and, I, I, and I stretched and, it out. And I said, "Now what?" And I I think I made a joke about it. And then I said, "Now watch." And I'm, mine's going to end up. Well, so you did going, it to yourself. You said, ahead. "Now watch." I didn't say, "Hey, I bet you're going to have a back problem because I did." Now, I mean, I, blame me for Vietnam while you're I, at it. I mean, I had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with Vietnam. With your back, <laughs> so you did have something to do with Vietnam. Now, so I, I said on air that I, when I watch, my, I was my, too young. My, my back will grab. Believe that, and I mean, I don't get to say that. Yeah, right. Too often. Yeah. And I beat the rap on that one. I You're was, right. I was, too, I, was, I was a I was a kid. Same age. I remember my older brother. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, did he have to go? Nope. I mean, but they were pulling numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was like, we were like, did he get the, I mean, God bless it. All the guys, everybody went yeah. and do that for us. But I mean, you know, back in the day when they had the, what they call it? It wasn't a lottery. It was a, um, a draft. Draft. Yeah. It was a draft lottery. A draft. I know. I don't remember. I but what there's a name for it. So, so the, the, the kid at the grocery store that we used to go to, you know, who would bag the groceries, he was five, six, seven years older than me. So he, he, I remember the day. That he he delivered the groceries into the car. My mom asked him, you know, did did they pull your number? He said, nope, I I, I don't have to go. He, and my my mom was just this big sigh of relief. Oh you know, no no, I remember I remember like our, my mom and dad and everybody's on eggshells. Yeah. You know, waiting. Yeah. To find out. All right, hey, uh, take care of a couple things. John Smith subs ninety seven zero one West Flamingo. Larry Saunders. They're coming up with something really cool now. Thursday and Mondays. Thursday night football, Monday night football. You wear any NFL garb, a cap, a T-shirt, a jersey, anything in there on Thursdays and Mondays, 20% off. So if you're going to have a bash, and you save some bucks. What if you brought in a football and a kicking tee and, and tried to make sure, a Sure, Steve. Goal? Go ahead. Try it <laughs> if, if you want to do that. Yeah, you, you, you'll save six bucks in the subs, and then you'll spend three hundred dollars to replace the window you broke. I mean, if you think that's a good idea, knock yourself out. What an idiot! Where, 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 where did that come? From? I don't know. It just came to me. Sure, go try it. All let, right. let me know how that works out. For you. All right. Flamingo in the two fifteen. And we right? did our fantasy. We had a fantasy draft last night. Last minute, Oasis. If you want to go over that, bank group rooms open. Forty nine fifty five South Decatur. Uh, the great gaming promotions, uh, and the food's awesome over there. And the Monday Night Maniacs are going to be back. Uh, believe me, they're going to have fun over there for the Monday Night Football games. All right, as we went to break at the end of the last hour, I had mentioned 
because we got a lot of football talk. Mark Lawrence yeah. is coming up. Okay. We're going to do an NFC preview. Right. Right. Who did Stricker leave off? I'm, I'm on pins and needles. Patrick Reed. Whoa. Wow. Is captain selections. Oh, is he still injured, though? No, no. He, well, he had double pneumonia. He had COVID double pneumonia. Okay. And he did show up, and he played. Did he play? He played. Oh, I didn't. He, he didn't play. He actually, you know, for the most part, played okay. Right. You know, I mean, but, I mean, if he's worn down or whatever, and this is a grind. Right. And I've not actually read Stricker's comments, but it makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. Because he's Captain America and he thrives in that stare you down kind of thing. But if he's weakened or there's gray areas, he went with Finau, Shoffley, Spieth, Harris English, very deserving. Yes. And Daniel Berger uh, is the one. I'm, I'm guessing Berger, it was the coin flip Berger and Reed. Okay. Yeah, I, I I hope he takes Berger. I, I like Berger in that spot. R- really solid player. You know, uh, I, I cannot wait for the Ryder Cup. That is going to be give it give it to give him to me again. Shoffley, Speed. Well, these are the captains' picks. Okay. So I mean, they're, you know, guys that were already entrenched. These are the ones Stricker chose. Finau. Finau. What do you? Finau think? scares me. Yeah. Be, be, you know what? His he finally won a tournament. Right. Right. Which is good for him. Yeah. But he will drive you nuts. Yes. He misses so many, like, yeah. six-foot putts, four six-foot putts. And the Ryder Cup, in many, many facets, you is a putting make, tournament. Yes, you got to make those. So that's scary. Shoffley, Spieth, two of the best putters in the world. Right. English had a great season. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler is interesting. I, and Scheffler was at it. Scheffler's a grinder, though, isn't he? I, I think I feel comfortable with him. He he, he feels like a grinder well, to me. Don't forget how well Scheffler played in the world uh, match, match play, play right. in Texas earlier right. in the year. Right. So but, don't but think again, don't, don't think like Stricker's not paying attention to every little thing that happened. Yeah, I, I think Shoffley or uh, and, Scheffler also. And had don't kid yourself to chemistry in the room. Right. And yep. the Ryder Cup is a big thing. Sure, absolutely. So I'm sure he did a lot of chatting with everybody. Hey, we're coming back. NFC preview time. It doesn't get better than this. Our buddy Mark Lawrence is going to join us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Keep it right here. Remember the good old days before you found us, got the winning edge, and started winning? Neither do we. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series, Channel 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We are in Las Vegas. You got your pen and your paper ready? I'm ready to go, bud. All right, we're going to do a preview of the NFC. 
gearing up for the opening week of the NFL. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. The Playbook Magazine is information you can utilize throughout the course of the year. Not just a preseason magazine. There's goodies in here you can use all year long. The Midweek Alert, the newsletter, PlaybookSports.com. Check it out. He's our pal, Mark Lawrence. I always love when we do this, Mark. It's almost, uh, there are certain times a year, certain things that trigger, oh, something's about to start. And when we do this final preview, I mean, it, this is like the, it's the icing icing on the cake for me. It's here when we do our conference previews. <laughs> yeah, we know that Christmas is right around the corner and Christmas started last week and uh, bigger Christmas starts this week in the NFL. So it's nice that we schedule these things so that the last ones end before the first week of the NFL so the timing is perfect. I love how you say we. You do it. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know how you did it, but you did it again, and it worked out perfectly. So thanks for that. So we're going to do the well, NFC I'm a, I'm today. A team guy, but go ahead. That a boy. Yes, you are. No, and, and we're glad you're on our team. So listen, just as an overview of the NFC, generally speaking, Stevie and I, we've had this discussion for weeks on end. The AFC seems to be the stronger conference than the NFC. That being said, I think the NFC could surprise you with who some of the contenders are. Yeah, I think so that way. You know, it was it ended last year with a team from the NFC winning the whole shebang, if you will, and uh, it won't surprise me at all to find another upstart team or two coming out of the NFC this year. Uh, in fact, in our Playbook Preview Guide magazine, uh, the team we picked from the NFC might be a little bit of a surprise, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Ah, I love the way you tease that out. So let's go. We go by division and we go alphabetically. Let's go to the NFC East. We start with Dallas. And literally, Mark, there's a ton of talent there, but it really begins and ends. And we're going to get our first look at him on Thursday night. Prescott off double ankle surgery, the hideous injury last year, and he's not faced any live action since that time yeah with this wacky preseason we had with uh, most of the starters being babied or rested i should say uh we didn't see a lot of uh, a lot of real competition in the preseason and dak prescott being one i think uh, they erred more on the side of injury than they did getting players prepared but they desperately need dak prescott in this lineup they had four different quarterback that started for this team last year. And I guess that would be a bar bet if you could name all four of those quarterbacks. But nonetheless, it happened when Dak Prescott went down, and he was having really himself a real good football season when it happened. Hence, uh, the Washington football team ends up winning the NFC East, largely because of that situation here. And uh, uh, bottom line here now is Dak Prescott is back in I field. Dallas will be the team to beat in the NFC East. And the weird dynamic of how hard it is to repeat in this division. Yeah, I mean, count it, 16 years it's been since a team repeated as a division champion of the NFC East. So if we live by that rule and we can then eliminate the Washington football team, it's Dallas and the other three, or the other two teams, of which you know, even if we put Washington into the mix. I still, Dallas will be the best team in the conference this year. They have a lot going for them going into the season last year, and it unfortunately unraveled with the injuries. And you have also a big chip on the shoulder uh, by Mike McCarthy, their head football coach, uh, who in his first year really did not deliver the goods. 
But if you go back and you look at him uh, in Green Bay, when he suffered his first losing season with Green Bay, they bounced back with 11 wins the next year. And I see a lot more of that coming from Dallas this year than what we saw last. And they, let's go to the Giants. And the big question is, can Saquon Barkley ever stay healthy? If he can, that makes Jones a better quarterback. But unfortunately for this kid, injuries have been kind of his calling card. Yeah, they have, but it's been a bugaboo. And, you know, it seems to plague an athlete once it happens. It doesn't seem to leave. Uh, that, that black cloud shadows over them. But I think just as much as Saquon Barkley, uh, they're going to need an offensive line here because it was pathetic last year. They went out and did uh, some good things in the offseason. They had a really good draft, surprisingly, for the New York Giants. They picked up a, a couple of good wide receivers in the draft and Kadarius Toney, and they acquired Kenny Galladay. Uh, in the offseason. He led the league in most yards per reception last year. So they've got players right now that will help this attack this football season here if, one, Barkley stays healthy, and two, this offensive line can come around. All right. I'm telling you, this Giants team, this would shock people, I believe. I'm like, I wouldn't have thought this. These guys have been a money-making machine. They're road warriors. They are road warriors. Uh, I'll give you the last three seasons. They're eighteen and six to the money on the road. Eleven and one That's as nuts. a competitive uh, as a competitive dog of uh, less than seven points. It sort of goes back to the days, their glory days, when they won the Super Bowls. They were really a road warrior back then. Uh, they're performing that way now, except they're just not getting wins on the scoreboard. They may come in time, but uh, they are a tough team to beat when they're on the road. It's tough to fade them. Hey, Mark, Philadelphia, Wentz is gone. Hurts now the quarterback, a new coach in there. I'm not feeling all warm and fuzzy about the Eagles, Mark. What say you? This football team, I think, is going to have a rebuild here in the process, and it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, They were the second most penalized team in the National Football League last year. A lack of discipline. We see that in teams. The same athletes are back again. I don't know why that discipline changed. Maybe perhaps under Syriana, a new head coach here. That may be the case. and they fired when they fired Doug Peterson last year, Stevie. He was only the second coach in NFL history that was fired within three years after winning a Super Bowl. The other guy was Don McCaffrey with Baltimore back in 1972. So obviously something happened between Jeffrey Lurie and Peterson that uh, you know caused the split that there that way. But uh, coming into this football season here. The promise is that Jalen Rager, who was their first-round draft pick last year and sat on the pines because of injuries, is healthy, and he can help this offense immensely here this football season. We just don't know for sure right now as we talk who that quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Jalen Hurts, uh, Gardner Minshew, or, or whomever? We don't know. But the funny thing about this football team is they're not going to get on an airplane the last half of the season, the last eight games, everything they'll be they'll be home or they'll be bust to the site. So they wow. won't be fatiguing out. They won't be fatiguing out. So there'll be nothing to blame for Philadelphia this year if they cannot improve off of last year's disaster. Good thing Hurts is mobile because his offensive line's been a train wreck. Oh, it's been horrible. I mean, and he is mobile. There's no question about that. But uh, you know, when when you talk about sacks, my goodness. Uh, they're terrible. They led. They're worse in the league in 65 sacks they allowed last year. And you know, a little stat we put in there right up here is uh, they went 23 and 104 to the spread in games uh, in sacks 
when they lose the sack total in the football games. They cannot afford that, this Philadelphia Eagle football team. and So that's part of the rebuild here. The offensive line, the quarterback, yada, yada, yada. I think uh, the only thing... Uh, that helps them as they're facing the softest schedule of strength uh, from opponents last year. The opponents were only uh, 43%, so that may help them that in that little bit of a soft, easy, cushy way out the second half of the season. Mark just yada, yada, yada. I was just going to say, did, did he just yada, yada football? <laughs> this turned into a Seinfeld episode. Mark Lawrence is our guest from PlaybookSports.com, the Playbook Magazine, the information spectacular. We got one team remaining in the NFC East. Very intriguing team, the Washington Redskins. We'll give you the deep down on them when we come back. Now, don't forget, the mobile app around town, you want to get them. It makes your trip that much more enjoyable when you come in. The STN mobile app up to a $500 sign-up bonus at Station Casinos. And if you're coming in on the Strip, go downtown or go to see Tony Neville over at TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Back with Mark, La- Mark Lawrence in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. With Mark Lawrence, our NFC preview. Wrapping up the NFC East. No time to waste. A lot of teams to get to. Let's go to the Washington Redskins. And eight was the season win total. Kind of seeing eight and a halfs now, Mark. I think it's tough to eat, as we know. Uh, tough to repeat as champs in this division. But that defense, if Fitzpatrick protects the football, this is a good football team. They're not a bad football team. I, I don't want to go so far as to say they're good. Uh, they won by default basically last year because of that defense, as you mentioned. Brian Fitzpatrick, you know him as well as anybody, Brian. He's serviceable. I think he's a, a good quarterback to have off the bench in relief. I don't know where they're going to go with him as a starter. Uh, but you're also talking about a football team that's very, very well coached. Ron Rivera is unsung and amongst the best in the league. Uh, his teams have won four division titles uh, as a National Football League head coach, and they'll be anxious to see if they can repeat once again this football season. The thing I liked about them last year, they did the right way, the old-fashioned way, is they improved their offense and their defense 46 and 68 yards a game. It wasn't by a fluke or a chance they did what they did, so uh, again, I think they'll be in contention this year, but that bugaboo of 16 years in a row is going to loom large over their head. All right, let's go to the NFC North. By the way, that first game this week, I've been saying, I want to see the young quarterback, I want to see Herbert have to go on the road in a hostile environment. And not only is he doing that, he's going against that defense. That's a that's the most intriguing first week game for me to see and kind of grade both of these teams out. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see Herbert with the new coach and a new offensive coordinator who I think is going to do wonders for Herbert this football season. So it'll be a real good test, that first game between these two teams. All right, let's go to the NFC North. The Bears, uh, it's Andy Dalton and waiting anxiously for Justin Fields. I think you see 
uh, kind of a combo card. We'll talk about San Francisco, too. I think Fields, we see him a handful of plays, Mark, at the very least. I, th- I think they might go with a little bit of a hybrid here. We'll see. Yeah, I, I expect to see Fields, much like uh, the Dolphins did with Tagovailoa last year. I think they brought him in uh, after their fifth game, I think. It was either the fifth game after their bye, and they incorporated him in. I think you'll see a lot with Fields there the same way. Andy Dalton's not going to be the answer to the Chicago Bears' woes this year. The best thing about the Bears this year is uh, they're the only team in the league that does not play back-to-back road games. So from a scheduling standpoint, it's favorable for them that way this year. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if they regret giving up on Trubisky. I know they were forced; their, their hand was forced to have to do that, but I think he's the best backup quarterback in the National Football League right now with the Buffalo Bills. The kid's talented. He just never, never, ever really got off the schneid in Chicago. So uh, Matt Nagy, I think, will honestly be on the hot seat sooner than later. I think he's the coach that right now I would say is likely the number one coach uh, that may be sitting on the hottest seat sooner than later, the Chicago Bears this season. I think this football team struggles this year. A sneaky one, though, Mark. Out of conference, they play the AFC North, and wait do you hear this one. Yeah, they've really feasted against the AFC North. Their last eight games, 8-0 and straight up, 6-1-1 and to the spread. You like stuff like that, Brian, when you when you look at the outer, uh, outer uh, non-conference games. And if teams have fared well, it only enhances their chance. If they struggled, it looks like it could be a longer season, especially in a 17-game season here. But that's a good omen for the Chicago Bears taking on the AFC North. Oh, boy, Mark, it's just another year for Lions fans. You know, it's strange that you mention that because uh, I have a, a pretty good friend, a client, now became a friend who's from Detroit, and the misery that they, he's lived through. I lived through the longest, leanest years in Cleveland, okay, with the Browns and so forth and all that bad stuff. Well, the Detroit Lions have had it just as bad here. And, uh, yeah, God, my goodness, you got to go back to the Bobby Lane days when they were a good football team. And I don't know if it's going to get any better here any sooner, but they did hire a good head coach to get them off the schneid here that way this year. Uh, And I don't know if this trade was a trade up in bringing Jared Goff in here. He's going to have to really prove something to me because uh, he he was, as Bill Belichick would say, he had diminishing skills from what we saw with the Los Angeles Rams did Jared Goff. But you know, now you've got Anthony Lynn coming in as an offensive coordinator, so hopefully that'll help the Detroit Lions some way, somehow. But I think this team is destined to be a cellar dweller in this division. I mean, the Hawkinson kid's really, really good at tight end, but he's got nobody to throw to. No, and they haven't uh, had a, they haven't had a running game in a decade, or more than that. Yeah, it's been a. A long, long time between drinks of water for talent in Detroit. And, you know, you bring Goff and you throw him in there. He's not going to be the answer with no talent surrounding him. They lost their top three wide receivers in the free agency. My goodness. Uh, it's, I think it's, again, I think it's going to be a long, long season for this football team this year. All right. The summer soap opera's over. The Packers going to be tough again with Aaron Rodgers. And just him alone makes you a dangerous football team. Always does. My question is, is is Aaron Rodgers focused to play football this season? It seemed like he was more focused on becoming the host of Jeopardy in the offseason. Didn't participate in a preseason football game, and you know he doesn't have any love loss between him and management with this football program here. I don't know if a rusty quarterback can just turn the switch on right away in game one without having any games under his belt in the preseason. 
the Green Bay Packers, but we mentioned before here about how well teams fare against other divisions. The Green Bay Packers have chewed up the AFC West. That's their non-conference division opponent this year. 16-3 and straight up and 15-4 and to the spread. So that's good news for the Packers. They were 10-4 and to the spread in one-possession games the last three years, so they found ways to win close games. That's an Aaron Rodgers trait, and we all know how good Aaron Rodgers is in these fourth-quarter comebacks. Oh. <laughs> well, Mark, I was, was going to ask you, in-game wagering, if the Packers are behind going to the fourth, click the button. Unbelievable. 27 game-winning drives in his career. That's when you want them. When you're trailing in the fourth quarter, in-game wagering, when you're getting some value, you'll take your chances half the time that he's going to lead that team to victory. So there's some good things, a lot of things to like about the Packers this year. My biggest concern, though, is Aaron Rodgers' head. What's in it and how, how driven will he be this football season? All right, Minnesota, you know, we talk about Cousins. He can drive you nuts. But I'm telling you, if Cook can stay healthy, that running game, and he's Cousins has weapons, and Zimmer, Zimmer should be a cornered rat here. Well, he went out uh, in uh, to be able to make sure that he's not because of that horrible performance last year. It was a weakly, weak, pathetic defensive performance. It embarrassed him, and he went out and shored up the defense in a major way, especially the defensive backfield. Uh, he's brought some rookies in here as well uh, that are going to serve the football team as well. I think uh, what he's done in the offseason is going to really help the team this year, and they're going to be what I call a mission team this year. They were a team that's been nothing but playoff bound since the head coach has been there, and they had that losing offseason last year. That makes them driven this football season here. Uh, Kirk Cousins, for all we want to throw slings and arrows at him, his numbers still, if you put tape over his name and looked at his numbers, you'd say this kid's a top 10 quarterback in the league. He, he, he does the job. He just doesn't get the wins in the right time against the right opponents here. But I look for this Minnesota football team to press Green Bay for the championship in the NFC uh, North this year. And I guess if the end of the last year was a disaster. But overall, uh, if you bag Zimmer, uh, you've been making money on this guy. This guy's an ATM machine. There's no question about that. Now, he, he was a little bit tainted last year because of the losing season he had. But 68-46 and 46 to the spread in his career, uh, look out. And especially non-division football games, 21-7 and seven to the spread, went off a loss, Mike Zimmer. So good numbers for Mike Zimmer, that ATM machine. All right, let's go to the NFC South. We'll get a couple teams in here in this segment. The Atlanta Falcons... You know, Mark, it's like um, it's like Tom Hanks on a raft with a volleyball. I mean, they're just floating <laughs> adrift. I don't know what to do with these guys. Yeah, every year it seems like there's promise, and you, you can make good cases going into the football season, and then lo and behold, here comes their bye week, and where are they? They're falling off the raft. Uh, will it happen here again this year? You know, it may. Matt Ryan put up a lot better numbers last year than uh, than that four and twelve record indicated. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't think they went out and looked for that next quarterback. I think what they did was instead a smart move bringing Kyle Pitts into here because he could end up being the best player this, on this offense under a new head coach, Arthur Smith. Uh, I think it's all going to be a much, much tighter, better fit for this football program here this year. And Julio Jones, while he's gone to Tennessee, 
was a cancer in the locker room. Okay, when you don't want to be somewhere, you're not helping your football team by your performance or by your teammates. So I think cutting him adrift was also the right move for this football team here. They're sort of in a win-now mode uh, under Smith here this football season here, and I do look for improvement from the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, week one, Falcons at home laying a field goal to the Eagles, and you got some numbers in that regard. Yeah, Matt Ryan, uh, really, really good in home opening games in his career in the NFL, 11-2 and two straight up and against the spread. He lost in that role last year against Seattle. You might want to press that coming back this year, but a really, really good number. I think they, they're in a real nice spot against the Eagles this Sunday. Hey, Mark, Carolina brings in a new quarterback. i got to tell you, Christian McCaffrey, I love this kid. He's just not big enough, I think, in the NFL to be able to stay, I think. Well, you know, I, I think the answer to that, Stevie, is uh, NFL fantasy drafts, where Christian McCaffrey is uh, number one on a lot of boards because he can do a lot of good things. Maybe his physical stature isn't what you know you want for the the ideal imposing running back, but my goodness, the guy is fast. He catches passes. He can rush the football. A healthy Christian McCaffrey is going to take this football team a long way this year. As, as Christian McCaffrey goes, so do the Carolina Panthers this year. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some great Matt Rule stats on Carolina. Remind me because I've got something and that'll really dro- uh, drop your jaw. Outstanding. We're going to wrap it up on the Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, and the NFC West in the On Deck Circle. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our NFC preview with Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. Don't forget our friends at the Superbook. And you've got the Super Contest. you got to sign up. It's a tried and true tradition in Las Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with our NFC preview, Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Mr. Lawrence is back. We're wrapping up the NFC South. Yet another nugget on the uh, Carolina Panthers you wanted to dish out. Yeah, I, I, I researched this because I'm a big, big Matt Rule fan, the head coach of Carolina, and I looked him up in his career. Combination both in college and the NFL combined Matt Rule if you take a look at him he's 39 and 19 to the spread as a dog uh, doesn't matter you know you know which sport or wherever uh, some pretty good numbers for him he's also 17 and 7 to the spread when he's coming off a straight up and point spread loss so Matt Rule fits the bill in either of those two positions or two particular situations, especially as a dog, 39-19 and 19 to the spread. Let's go to New Orleans. Life after Drew Brees will be interesting. Winston gets the call here. He can stretch the field. If he is better protecting the football mark, this is an interesting team with a season win total of 9.5. Yeah, there's a huge risk-reward uh, proposition going on here with New Orleans in this move to him, but it had to be him as ahead of Taysen. 
uh, Hill, if you will, at quarterback here. He's more the NFL prototype quarterback. Uh, when he's good, he's really, really good. When he's bad, he's really, really bad. There's never been a pass that he's seen that he hasn't liked. He always tries to thread the ball in anywhere. That causes a lot of turnovers in situations like that. Uh, but you've got a, a quarterback and a team here that uh, I think is going to end up not making Jameis Winston determine whether they're going to win or lose. I think they're going to play around him as a team. That's a Sean Payton trait for this football program. And Elvin Kamara will benefit the most from Jameis Winston as the quarterback because he's such a great receiver out of the backfield. He's got 80-plus receptions each of the last four years with New Orleans, and I think that'll be on the rise here once again this football season. Don't give up on New Orleans this year just because Drew Brees is gone. They'll be in the thick of this race right down to the end. And unfortunately for them, I mean, this has happened to them before. Obviously, the storm has had an impact on them. We'll see how they, if they circle the wagons coming out of the gate or it poses a problem. Yeah, you know, it's you know, when we were writing up the game we were, you know, thinking how nice would this be for New Orleans to be at home against Green Bay, much like the Katrina Hurricane Katrina situation where the city rallied around the team for that comeback game, but they had to shift it to Jacksonville. So we'll see whether or not, you know, they can stay focused and dedicate that game to their fans at home here once again. But uh all in all I'm still a big Sean Payton fan and I think this New Orleans team has a lot of value to it this year. Mark, is Tom Brady ever going to grow old? I mean, is he just going to quarterback in the NFL for eternity now? 11.5 the total for Tampa Bay. Do they they get their 12 wins for the Buccaneers this year? Well, there's a lot of people that think so, uh, Stevie, because, one, they bring every starter back from last year, and, two, their total, he's got one extra game to do that with 17 games this football season here. So if he doesn't regress any at all, that total might be attainable here. The thing that concerns me the most is they carry that ugly target on their back being the defending Super Bowl champion. It's been a, a very, very difficult times for teams to have to repeat doing just that. Uh, you're taking a look here right now. Only eight teams have repeated Super Bowls in consecutive seasons here. So that's eight out of 55 uh, with a 44-year-old quarterback. This could be a tough, tough uh, tough, tough question for you'd have to answer this year. I see regression with this football team only because, from a betting value standpoint, they're going to be very, very popular to the public, and it's real difficult to you repeat what they did last year. They, that was the pinnacle for that football team, and they did it at home, uh, won the Super Bowl. They had the benefit, the luxury of playing at home here, where Kansas City had to come in on a Saturday with no offensive line, and uh, Tampa Bay benefited greatly from that. And so I'm going to see this football team go backwards this year. And so the, irony was, the irony was that they had to do it on the road in the playoffs, and then they played the Super Bowl at home. I'm with you. I think they're very, very good. But people are acting like they're the 85 Bears, and that's not the case. No, that's the case with almost every Super Bowl winner. Kansas City the year before, Tampa Bay this year. I just think that every, everything went their way. The cards all played out well for them last year. Mark's right about the number, two. It's going to be one two points higher than it should be for them in their games this year. Let's go to the NFC. For sure it will. Yeah, let's go to the well, NFC West. Arizona, uh, interesting. I mean, Kyler Murray, a good young quarterback, uh, exciting. And let's see how his progression and development continues, Mark, and what that means to the prospects for the team. Well, what he's got going here for him this year, Kyler Murray, is he's going to have a great uh, wide receiving trio working for him. Uh, 
You know, they bring in A.J. Green. They've got DeAndre Hopkins. Also, it's a solid one-two punch. And then who knows what Rondale Moore is capable of. He could be a rock star when he's healthy. This kid was, like, unbelievable at Purdue. If he can help this offense any at all, it'll be really, really good for this football team. They were the most penalized team in the National Football League last season. You have to clean that mess up. You don't win football games with laundry all over the field. That has to get better here. And I think the other key for Arizona this year is Isaiah Simmons, who was their number one pick in the draft two years ago, was virtually a no-show in witness protection program last year. He has to step things up. If he gets better and the addition of these wide receivers pans out, this could be a surprise football team. Not a lot of margin for error, though. I mean, top to bottom, this division um, is is loaded, (laughs) bottom line. Uh, it's very loaded. I mean, you, you can go out and make cases for just about every team inside this division, which we're going to do. All right, let's go to the Rams, who basically rested everybody throughout the course of the preseason. But the big news is Stafford at the helm. Very intriguing to see how uh, he comes out of the gates, Mark. It will be. I mean, you, know, you got this Aaron Rodgers rest situation here, but I think the best thing that ever happened to Sean McVay was acquiring Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is going to allow Sean McVay to utilize his entire playbook. Unlike Jared Goff, where he was very limited in certain situations, there was only so many plays he was capable of carrying out. Matthew Stafford can do anything with that arm of his. One of the best arms, if not the best, in the National Football League. And he's excited to finally have a football team around him. I love the makeup of this team, this defense, if you will. Uh, Last year, number one ranked team in the National Football League. 53 sacks against opposing quarterbacks last year led the NFC. They were the third fewest team in penalty yards last football season. That's all a coach. That's Sean McVay. And what I also like about what Sean McVay has done is in 69 games they've played, they've out-yarded 49 of those opponents. He does not get out-coached with much regularity, and I've got the L.A. Rams playing in SoFi Stadium in the Super Bowl, much like Tampa Bay played at home last year. Hello. Wow. Now, I'm telling you, when you throw nuggets out there, and we always talk about sample size, this is beyond belief. If the Rams are leading at the half, you best know what to do. Yeah, open up your in-game uh, proposition wagering and get all over the Rams. Thirty-seven and zero. Sean McVay That's crazy. at the half. Yeah, nuts. it's yeah. He doesn't uh, it doesn't blow too many opportunities. So keep that in mind when watching and wagering, especially in-game on the L.A. Rams this football season. All right, and obviously losing Acres hurt, but Henderson's a pretty solid running back, so we'll see how that all pans out. Let's move on. San Francisco's a very intriguing team with a lot of talent at a lot of positions. It's it's just keeping them out of the, the tent, Mark. I mean, they're always hurt. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, the last two or three football seasons, they do so many good things. And Kyle Shannon is such a good coach, especially an offensive coach. And you can count on him when it comes to running the football, controlling the, uh, the pace of the game with the ball. But he's got to have healthy players to do just that. Uh, and we still don't know what the situation that quarterback is going to end up panning out to be. I sort of see the same thing here with Justin Fields in Chicago, with Trey Lance getting his opportunity uh, midway during the football season here. I think he'll open up up with Jimmy Garoppolo and wean Trey Lance into this uh, into this program here. I'm a big, big Kyle Shanahan fan. I think he's going to be right in the thick of things here again. And uh, you're taking a look here also uh, at this football team here that 
has been in the in the thick of it. They've been in the, in the race even with all these injuries. Just think what happens if this football team finally gets healthy. I really do believe, Mark, he did it in preseason. I think the Bears could maybe try it a little bit as well. But I can see maybe not a ton, but I can see some moments where Lance is going to get in these games in, in select situations. Yeah, he may end up running a you know a quasi uh, two-headed quarterback program here until he can settle in on who he feels trusted with, and in that being the case, it will be Trey Lance's opportunity. It might come sooner than just at a midway point of a football season here, so it all depends upon the way the flow is going. If San Francisco wins early out with Garoppolo, they'll stay that way. As soon as they lose, you can look for Trey Lance to make an appearance. Last year was such an odd dynamic for Seattle. First half of the year, Russell Wilson, honestly, he was like he was the front runner for the MVP. And then, like overnight, the play calling, they went conservative. And I think that's what really was a stone in Russell Wilson's shoe in the offseason. I mean, you got this guy and he's clutch. I I think they gotta be a little more aggressive. I think the coaches kind of got in their own way last year. Maybe Russell Wilson read the uh, the papers when it called out the fact that he's never even had a single MVP vote in his career, and he was doing just that. He was on the way to become just that last football season, and then suddenly the rug was pulled out, and you know uh, the, everything collapsed for this football program here. They've had two consecutive 12-win seasons, but this is a football team that does it and doesn't do it uh, the old-fashioned way in the stats. They continue to keep getting pushed around in the stats year in and year out, and eventually they're going to have to start dominating football games on the field and earning their way. The other side of the equation here is that uh, this football team last season traveled over 29,000 miles. They're going to be up against it again, traveling the second most miles again this year. San Francisco the most, by the way, but Seattle the second most. So whether or not that catches up with them remains to be seen. But, you know, it never seems to affect them when they're on the East Coast anyway. Yeah, no, I was going to say, looking at the schedule, I had seen that stat. And really, the only one in the Eastern time zone from what I can see. No, I'm sorry, another one. They're at Pittsburgh October 17th at Washington November 29th. So mark that down. They play well when they go west to east. Well, you can also put Indianapolis in that because Indianapolis is technically in the eastern time zone. Uh, so, you know, it's, yeah. it's a time zone situation as opposed to, you know, maybe a geographical location. Uh, but he's got some pretty strong numbers. Uh, Seattle's 25 and 10 in those last 35 games in those eastern time zone football games. Mark, I tell you, just wrapping this up. It, you always come up with some really cool things, and I tell the story a lot. Years ago, you identified Pittsburgh as a team was so physical. The week after teams played Pittsburgh, they just got mauled. And then about after that ran its course for about three years, I remember we were talking. I said, hey, watch out. Seattle might be like that because they were real physical. Sure enough, for two years, we found that one. Teams played Seattle the following week. They really struggled. I want to keep close tabs on this one. I think teams that have to fly up to Seattle to play. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, the following week, I think that travel to Seattle, Seattle's accustomed to it. That flight to Seattle is an atrocity. And I'm telling you, I think teams that play in Seattle, watch them to really struggle the next week. I'm going to keep an eye on that. I think that could be a thing. I'm going to put that in the well-oiled machine, Brian. And uh, when we visit next week, I'll let you know how that fares and whether or not we can put that on our watch list this season. All right, my friend. Outstanding information. There's your NFC preview. Tell them about the playbook and all the goodies. 
This week's Playbook Football Newsletter is chock full with all kinds of NFL college football information. That in the Football Preview Guide magazine. You can get it at playbooksports.com or if you're in Vegas, visit our friends over at the Gamblers Book Club. Buddy, you did it. We previewed everybody, and we're ready to kick off the football season and get great information from you throughout the course of the year. As always, Mark, thanks for doing it, and the information is spectacular, as is the magazine. Hey, my pleasure, as always. Stevie, Brian, you guys have a great week, and enjoy the games. Great stuff. Mark Lawrence on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Congratulations. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you, wrapping up Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thanks to Chris Pavone, our producer back in New York. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour on the network. Locally, we'll have Vegas Hockey Outline. Our buddy Jason Pothier from Simbin.Vegas will be in the studio with us. Uh, listen live function at KSHP.com. Follow Stevie on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. As is the case with many teams, if the 49ers can stay healthy, and Mark uh, mentioned this, they will be a contender, I think, uh, in the NFC. They lost their defensive coordinator, though. Robert Saleh goes to the Jets to be the head coach. How do you think that affects the 49er defense this year, Brian? Absolutely. Coordinators are so big. I mean, the transition, you know, it could take time. They're implementing a lot of new stuff, one would think. Um... Yeah, I think that bears watching to the point where maybe you see higher scoring games, maybe out of the game. Yeah, yeah. And but then if that's the case, know that these guys will get to learn what he's trying to implement, and that will change. And I, or, or the guy's done incredible. I mean, we go the other way. He's done incredible work, and they, you know, they embraced it. And if they if they come out of the gate with low scoring st- uh, score, Stevie, you're onto something. Right. Yeah, I mean, right out of the gate, watch out. Yeah, I would think maybe it takes a little time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm also wondering from, from the 49ers side of things, if if their defense isn't even with the same players and, and, and they know the scheme, I, I think that the 49ers just moved a guy up that was on the staff to take over as DC. But you know, Slade, you know, ran that thing just perfectly. I wonder if there isn't a, even the smallest step back defensively. For you the have Niners. to pay attention to the coordinators. I mean, they are they're the head coach of their side of the ball. Right. And a good head coach, he's out of the way. He should be managing the game and delegating, hire the people that has his philosophy. But they're running the show. So don't sleep on how important coordinators are. There's no getting around that. Good stuff. Glad to be with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Again, Scott Farrell's coming up next at the top of the hour. Tomorrow we're at the Superbook at the Westgate getting ready for the big weekend. They'll have Football Central this Sunday. We can't wait. Stop by. We're going to give away Mark Lawrence magazines and Kenny White's Power Sports Trading magazines. We'll see you tomorrow from the Superbook. Info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights.